This is the 5FM Afternoon Drive. Um, Cheryl, can you just tell us where we are at now with the 13 people who have tested positive for COVID-19 in the country? Where, what do we need to be doing at this point? Yeah, so so uh, as you mentioned, our minister has now announced that there are 13 uh, confirmed cases of coronavirus in South Africa and the affected provinces are Gauteng, the Western Cape and, and KwaZulu-Natal. Mm. I think what's important for the listeners to, to note is that these are all uh, imported cases of coronavirus. So people that have traveled to, to different European countries and come into to South Africa and developed signs and symptoms and really been picked up by the surveillance systems that we put in place to detect uh, these cases. And, and all of these cases are now isolated and uh, ongoing follow-up of all of their contacts um, is is being conducted. So so I think clearly the, the, the number of cases uh, is, is increasing. And I think what this really reflects is the increasing uh, number of cases that are actually happening in Europe. So if you follow mm. uh, the news, you'll see that there are a number of European countries affected. And, and we know we have fairly close contacts um, with, with Europe. And so, so I, I think, in a way, it's expected that, that as there's more cases in Europe, this increases uh, the possibility of an imported case in South Africa. But importantly for your listeners, you know, still there's been no suggestion that at this time there is transmission of the coronavirus in the general population in South Africa. So we do have a number of, of surveillance uh, programs that are designed to monitor, monitor respiratory illness in, in South Africa, irrespective of travel or not. Mm-hmm. And we are testing on those platforms. And so far, we don't have, we don't find any coronavirus infection. So, so really, for people who are not in contact with one of these cases, there is not a risk uh, at this time of them um, developing the coronavirus infection. Perfect. Uh, Cheryl, there are a lot of individuals who have holidays planned, trips overseas, in and around Europe, London, maybe parts of Asia, perhaps even different parts of Australia or whatever it might be. What would your advice be to them on whether they should travel or, or not? Or And if they are coming back home, what are the steps to take? Yeah, so I think see, there are no current uh, recommended uh, travel restrictions, but, but obviously all international travel at this time is associated with potential and, and, and really, the situation is, is very rapidly evolving. So, so yeah. you know, the, which countries are, are more at risk changes all the time. So mm. I think anyone who's considering international travel should really think, is this essential travel? Are there two kinds of risks? The one is the risk of potentially actually catching the coronavirus when, when you travel. Yes. Uh, but even if, if that's not such a high risk, there are also substantial risks of travel disruptions. Countries are, are from day to day implementing yes. quarantine measures, yes. uh, restricting travel. And so there is a and risk that if you travel somewhere, mm. you could... Uh, be stuck there and then usually mm. this is done at one's own uh, cost and um, so I think people do need to think about the risks and the benefits that many True. people may have paid for travel so these are not easy decisions but would really reconsider travel you know if you have traveled and you're coming back to South Africa um, and you've been to an area with coronavirus uh, transmission you really should be very uh, carefully monitoring yourself for any signs and symptoms of illness and if you do get these symptoms you should you know, immediately go to a healthcare mm. provider and, and self-isolate. Um, and you should also, you know, avoid um, you know, unnecessary to close contact people. Uh, with, with people mm. um, as well. So Cheryl, let's say I've come back from somewhere in Europe and I am asymptomatic. Apparently you can have no symptoms but still be carrying the coronavirus. Is that correct? So, so there have been reports of people who, who the virus is found in their nose and mouth, um, but they, they are not 
sick. Um, now, now, the evidence currently points to the fact that these people, while they theoretically could transmit the virus on, the, the risk for actually on the transmission from, from asymptomatic people it is very low and much lower than from symptomatic uh, okay. people. So the people with symptoms, you're coughing and you're sneezing, that's what really releases the virus out Got into you. the environment. So Got certainly you. the major drivers of transmission are actually people who are sick, although absolutely it is possible to have the test and be well. And, and if you do have that test, you, it, it's not clear whether you know, some of those people may in fact go on to, to develop the illness, just be in the very early stages. Okay, so if somebody has come from overseas and they are asymptomatic, probably shouldn't be smooching them anyway. Like maybe wait, hang 10, like two weeks or something. Exactly. So, so one should be thinking about reducing that, that close contact yeah. um, at, no the, at the, this time. Yeah. Okay. Um, last one, um, Cheryl, if you don't mind, uh, the, the face mask thing. Is it like, does it help? Is it only for people that actually are infected yeah. to not spread or should everyone just be trying not to be getting any spit anywhere on their face and be getting as many masks as they can? Uh, you know what, I think the face mask thing is just an example how, how, of how there's so much social pressure to do things because you see them on the television. Yeah. So, so there's no evidence that wearing a face mask, if you are healthy, will reduce your risk of catching the coronavirus infection. And, and some studies suggest that if you're not used to wearing a mask and you start wearing a mask, you might actually be, be more inclined to touch your face and move the mask around. <laughs> and of course, it's your hands that transmit yeah. the virus from the environment uh, to your nose and mouth, which is how it gets in. So wow. surgical masks are not recommended for the general public. If, however, you are sick and you are coughing and sneezing, these are the people in whom wearing a mask can reduce the spread from these people because if you're coughing and sneezing, the mask can really catch those droplets. And so along with other things like washing your hands and disposing of your tissues, mm. it can reduce the, the spread of infection. You know, healthcare workers uh, is a different situation. So, so healthcare workers in certain situations where they are doing procedures on the patient which can release uh, the virus, then there are special masks that are recommended for healthcare workers. But the general public That's not who us. are healthy yeah. do not need to use a mask and it won't uh, help protect them. A hundred percent. Cheryl, um, for those who have maybe only caught the end of this interview and they would like to know where they can get as much information as possible, is there a, a website for the National Institute for Communicable yeah, so, Diseases or so social our media? Website, yeah, so our website um, has, has uh, www.nicd.ac.za, um, you know, has all the latest guidelines and they are constantly being updated because the situation yes. is changing constantly. We also are on Twitter and we're on Facebook and you can just find us by searching uh, for the NICD and we send the very frequent uh, updates through, through social media. So I encourage people to follow the NICD for, for the most up-to-date real information. There's so much misinformation out there. Mm. Um, but if you didn't hear it from us, then you know it, it may well not be true. Thank you so much for sharing um, and enlightening us. And um, as Cheryl Cohen mentioned, you can go to nicd.ac.za. It's getting updated all the time. Uh, Professor Cheryl Cohen from the National Institute for Communicable Diseases. Thank you for your time and um, good luck with the with the rest of the rollout of all the programs. Thank you for having me. This is the 5FM Afternoon Drive.